From poetry slams to songwriting, this weekend's Made in Manitoba debut has always been drawn to the written and spoken word. Thank you for joining us as we introduce Winnipeg's Larissa Music. The singer-songwriter who falls firmly into what we're describing as an eclectic folk music style is releasing songs that will be collected into her debut album, Tomorrow is Bound to Come, which is also a song on the EP. The journey to releasing her first album started about three years ago and has been supported by past Made in Manitoba guests Sierra Noble and Madeline Roger, who produced and engineered Larissa's album, respectively. And they did much more than that, including providing invaluable mentorship as Larissa found her musical voice and sound. This is Made in Manitoba, featuring Larissa Music. We got things started after this. Cause we're far apart You don't see me flip the handle When I'm cooking Maybe you're far Cause you're smarter than me Maybe we're losing commonalities My sister said I'm a part of hot water Maybe my lid's off, I'm making steam Maybe I'm not used to seeing Blue skies, blue skies, honey Break the good news to me I couldn't see sun through the trees, it's funny Smoked out Leveled like a used candle Maybe my wig's not fit for a flame Maybe I should change my ways It's a bad time when my light is flickering I 
I see love loosens your lips to pronounce please Maybe it's a trick Maybe I'm a fool for staying Welcome back to another edition of Made in Manitoba. Good evening, I'm Chris Sumner, and from poetry slams to songwriting, this week's debut has always been drawn to the written and spoken word. Thank you for joining us as we introduce you to Winnipeg's Larissa Music. It's all about her debut album tonight. Tomorrow is bound to come. And before we get into the album and your music, Larissa, how about we get to know you a little bit better? And of course, I want to spend some time talking about your poetry roots too. I'm Larissa Music. My last name is pretty um, on the nose for what I started doing and I recognize that but it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I actually got my starts in the arts community more in Poetry Slam. Uh, I was artistic director of Winnipeg Poetry Slam for a number of years. Um, I grew up in Winnipeg um, and my family moved to Headingley uh, during um, the before times. Um, I was a lot closer to nature there in Headingley. It's more of a municipality, so I was a lot closer to prairie grasses and, and you know, red-winged blackbirds. And I spent a lot of time studying that and getting more in touch with my musical roots, um, hence the complete shift uh, into that territory uh, post-before times. My father sang in operettas, and, uh, and I, I guess I see myself first and foremost as a poet-singer, um, and uh, I'm told I project a lot, and that's what brought me to release these uh, um, few singles that I've uh, started putting out in uh, March of this year. And I wanted to touch on the poetry aspect first before we start getting into the music, because like you said, that really is where your creative expression began. Mm-hmm. How did you start or how did you get drawn to poetry and spoken word as an art form? I mean, I got started when I was a kid, as a lot of us do, when we're curious little minds and we don't have any filters. Um, <laughs> I, you know, would walk around with my little funny blue notebook covered in flowers. And I was writing poems when I was yeah in grade school. Um, I distinctly remember, as we all remember our childhood traumas, <laughs> uh, just a group of, you know, well-meaning, but probably... Um, you know, probably bullying me, but that's okay. We're all quite young at that time and we don't know better. Um, they stole, this group of boys stole my notebook and were reading and making fun of my poems in front of my friends. But I, I remember that being my first memory of kind of like embarrassment as an artist. But I think that led to, um, you know, this interest in anyways, continuing my poetic journey. And, um, I, I developed some thick skin and then, you know, started in poetry slams when I was around 16. Um, 
and you're scored from zero to 10 at those by random, you know, audience judges. These could be people who are bank tellers or people who are you know, literary heroes. You, you just don't know. There are people who walk into the slams from off the street. Um, and yeah, I've gotten low scores before, gotten high scores. And at the end of the day, it's just, you know, it's what you make of it and valuing your craft and uh, your persistence. What did you enjoy specifically about poetry and that craft and expressing yourself in that way? Obviously, it was something that you connected to at a young age and then kept that connection. Now it's kind of evolved, if you will. You know what? I don't know if I should put it this way, but it was the most accessible art form at first. All you need is a pen and, and paper um, you don't necessarily need, you know, to know how to work a watercolor palette. I don't know. Painting was a little bit different. That took more time. I don't know. These different crafts take different amounts of time. But poetry, I think I always, I love to read. So, um, you know, I had stacks of books on my shelves. I think I started reading Emily Dickinson when I was quite young um, and Jane Austen. I was really into, you know, like period piece novels and that sort of <laughs> <laughs> like corsets and carriages and get-ups and that. I don't know. I had a strange affinity for it, and I still kind of do, um, even though that was a terrible time for women just across the board. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so it was it was my love for reading. And, you know, y- you are what you eat kind of thing. So I was digesting a lot of material, and then it was kind of flowing out of me. Um, expressing myself through word has always felt like home, like the first first of the crafts to feel like that. So then let's take that next logical step. And, and it's really only been in the last few years, like you, you mentioned that you've kind of crossed over to this singer songwriter art form next. And what prompted that next step? What, what was kind of that trigger or that thing that said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to give this songwriting music writing thing a try. Well, uh, like a lot of us, um, I'd been, you know, practicing, dabbling in a lot of different art forms. Um, so when I decided to switch into um, singer-songwriter territory, I had already built up um, an aptitude for singing. I actually, I went to Randolph Academy for Performing Arts, which is a musical theater school, uh, for about a year. I did leave, so I did have an affinity and some knack for singing already, and it just felt like the perfect pairing for for poetry and song I had been songwriting but I had not you know sat down and thought oh I'll put this out oh I'll like try and make a career out of it and when I graduated college um I also had a reckoning with the self and I I looked hard at what I was doing and I and I thought you know what I really have lost passion for competitive slam it doesn't feel right and I really miss writing and uh like songwriting and I'd already made so many friends in the arts community in uh, music and accessed a lot of resources through Manitoba Music and met Sierra Noble at a music conference, asked them if they would like to produce with me. Um, And that just snowball effect, just boo, 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 boo. And then it was all of a sudden I was was a singer-songwriter. So (laughs) (laughs) compact that all together, but... So have you found that it's been a natural transition from from writing poetry and then crossing over to writing lyrics for songs? Have you found there's some natural synergy, uh, synergies or crossover points there? Yeah, absolutely there is. And then there are also major hiccups. Like when I first, uh, I'll get specific, when I first started uh, pre-production with Sierra Noble and Madeline Roger, my good friends, and 
veterans in the music scene here. Um, I remember breaking down my songs with them and um, them just like giving me notes about, oh, you know, you could like leave space here for someone to come in with an instrument and like play an instrumental riff here. And I thought, oh yeah, right. You wouldn't do that in poetry. <laughs> and then, you know, or there was um, moments where I, I realized like I would sing really fast to get through every verse as I would do at poetry slams. Like the, um, um, I don't know what you would call it, the timbre, the timbre, the way that you uh, articulate your words in poetry slams. It's like, you need to fit it in three minutes and you need to be quick. So it's like, no, 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 no. And so when I started singing and songwriting, it was like all of those things carried over and I had to unlearn those things and unpack those things for sure. Larissa Music from Winnipeg is our guest on Made in Manitoba, making her first appearance as we feature music from her forthcoming debut album, Tomorrow is Bound to Come. Our conversation with her to this point has been focused on her poetry roots and how that has translated to these early days of her music career. After the break, we dive into how Larissa's first album came together and the support she's received throughout the process from past Made in Manitoba guests Sierra Noble and Madeline Roger. Stick around.
So the name of the EP that all of the singles are ultimately going to land on is Tomorrow is Bound to Come. Is there a story behind that particular title? It comes from the title track of the EP and uh, that song, Tomorrow is Bound to Come, um, which will be out last, um, is my favorite off of, well, one of the favorites, probably a top one. And it's because it was the first one I wrote during the before times where I thought, okay, I want to produce pursue singer songwriting um and uh the nature of the song or i guess the theme or the um the the meaning is it skirts around this idea that um i guess it's kind of dark in nature but it's also positive that you know we're um we're going through a a try some trying times with our our environment and our uh, state of being and a a lot of question marks around where things going to be in the next 10 years plus. Um, And while I was observing, you know, birds flying and, you know, grasses growing and studying the different types. um, I don't know. I was hit with this notion that, you know, the earth was here long before humans were, it's going to be here probably long after it might look a lot different. I don't know, maybe there'll be different cre- creatures. It's kind of like a zany notion, but for some reason that brought me comfort. It's like we can only do so much to help and save it as a puny little person. I mean, corporations have a larger hand in this and we're all doing our best. And sometimes we get down and hard on ourselves for, you know, the little things. But at the end of the day, you know, I don't know. There's just, there's a force greater than us, I guess, is what I'm getting to. There's a force greater than us and things are going to continue. Tomorrow's bound to come. That's the essence of, of the meaning. I wish I could go into more granular detail um, about it, but <laughs> I, I get yeah. what you're, I get what you're saying. I, I totally understand yeah. where you're going. And I wanted to talk about uh, Sierra Noble and Madeline Roger. They're both past me to Manitoba guests of ours. How did you end up being connected with, with the two of them? Were you already connected through the Poetry Slam days, or was this something that happened after you transitioned, if you will, into this singer-songwriting era of your life? Yeah, so it happened post-transition. <clears throat> um, I, I mentioned earlier, I... Uh, access to a lot of Manitoba music resources um, because um, I was just getting my starts in the music scene because I had been in a different scene completely. Um, and I went to a music conference uh, online, actually, during the before times, and I met Sierra there. And Sierra heard my song in a demo listening session, which is typical of conferences, and said, you know, I really like it. And then I said, okay, are you producing? And then they said yes. And then they contacted their a friend Maddie or they had connected somehow before um and then Maddie was on board to engineer um the EP so that's how that happened and then we got together we like outside I think um and and started doing pre-production so that's how that happened now I have had the opportunity to listen to the songs that you've shared with our music director Eva Hyde, and I and I want to stress here, La- uh, Larissa, the the word I'm going to use to describe your music. I don't want this to be a cop out, but I'm using it because I don't want to steal your thunder in describing it. I right. would I would describe your sound as eclectic, and from there I throw it to you to talk further. <laughs> oh yeah, oh definitely, oh. I think at the time when we were producing the songs, I didn't realize just how many genres I dabble in or bend into. I think this EP is very much me figuring out what my sound is, which is great. Great for, you know, the emerging stage. Um, Yeah, it's eclectic. Do I want it to be eclectic going forward? 
I don't, I don't know if I do, but also maybe that's just me. I've been told I'm quite whimsical, um, <laughs> which also just might be in my nature. It might be my persona. I'm just a whimsy person. Um, but yeah, eclectic. I would also say nostalgic. You know, um, I listen to a lot of old music too. I do listen to new music, but I'm influenced a lot heavily by, you know, 60s, 70s folk uh, singer songwriters. So that's in there. <laughs> soul music is in there i was i was rejected once for I, I pitched a playlist and all that stuff um that you do and i remember um someone saying you know i can't can't figure out if this song it was cracked pepper specifically if this song is country r&b or soul um so i'm gonna have to say no and i said oh yeah that makes sense <laughs> Well, let's just pick up on that latest single that you've released, Cracked Pepper. An interesting title. Uh, Yeah. So so maybe kind of give us some insight here. Are we actually talking about Cracked Pepper on a salad or steak, or what are we talking about? No, it's a figure of speech. This song is, I think the whole EP is, you know, a coming-of-age story. It's me exploring, you know, getting through those humps that happen in your early 20s and and even, like, teenagehood and... um, coming into more self-confidence, knowing who you are, not worrying too much about what other people think. I mean, just the healthy amount, but like not crossing over too much um, into worry and fret about it. And um, so Cracks Pepper is basically about that, throwing a little more caution to the wind, you know, letting your freak flag fly, doing what you need to do to be your honest and true self, because that's the only thing that's really going to work at the end of the day. You can't fake being someone else and get away with it most of the time. Or it's not going to last long. Um, so there's that sentiment in there. I want to wrap up with uh, with this question, uh, Larissa, and it's what you're hoping folks that find your music, find your sound, uh, whether it's through the singles that you're releasing one at a time or through the completed EP later this year, what are you hoping they're going to take away when they have the opportunity to listen to this getting to know Larissa music stage of her musical career? Yeah, what can they take away? I guess from the songs themselves, I hope that they can take away, you know, being confident doesn't mean you're arrogant. And, you know, um, being secure in who you are um, doesn't mean that you're you're being overly boastful. You know, it's, it's okay to, um, to have a little pride <laughs> and to fight for what you want and what you need. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and and especially like women are often, you know, when when we're assertive, sometimes it's you know we're being bossy, and I want that to be erased. I feel like that has been in the cultural dialogue for a long time, a, a while now, and more recently. Um, so I want to hit that over the head. And I guess from the the other side of the music, how I approach it and how I've been doing it. You know, surround yourself with really good mentors. Um, Don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, Don't be afraid to go to silly little networking conferences because you never know who's going to be there. It is, like, kind of, like, gushy-gushy. It's really interesting to shake hands and have, like, hors d'oeuvres and and try and, like, start small talk. But I don't know. Sometimes it works. You might be surprised. Make sure that your art comes first and your community comes first. And then all of the other business things will fall into place if you work hard. Thought 
the birds out of my life Thought I better come down Now I know about the crabs in the barrels Snakes with their idols So I go on, grab another rung Up I move in, set up to stun I'm a climber and a fast one too Too fast to get dragged down by you Larissa Music with her latest single, Cracked Pepper, one of the songs on her debut album being released in September. Tonight, we shared an early preview of what's to come from the EP, Tomorrow is Bound to Come. A big thank you to Larissa for sharing her music and giving us the opportunity to introduce you to her. This is Made in Manitoba, our weekly opportunity to highlight those making music in our province. For my co-hosts, Michelle Sawatsky and Zach Drinker, I'm Chris Sumner. We're back a week from now. Good night. Good night.